welcome back to the Why I Believe podcast and happy one month anniversary. This has been one month since the first trailer episode dropped of this podcast and it has been an amazing journey. This is a podcast for everyone from far and wide to come and share their stories of the amazing things that God has done in and through their lives. Stories of healing, of transformation, of, of inspiration, of, of laughs. It's, it's just amazing conversations that I get to have with the guests of this show. And truly just give people an opportunity to brag on God about the amazing things that he's done in their life. And I just can't wait to continue to see how this podcast continues to grow. So for this week's episode, I get to talk with Christian. She's someone that I met during my time here in Tulsa. And she has an amazing story of what God has done in her life. So I get the amazing opportunity to chat with my friend Christian. Christian is someone that I had the pleasure of meeting last year during an internship. Um, And Christian, in so many ways, became the Christina to my Meredith. Like, it was just a very, anytime I had um something to process through something to think through christian was always there as a writer so i am so excited to get to chat with her today for this episode of the wild Believe podcast um so christian let's start off with some basic stuff who are you what do you like to do where are you from let's let's give the people some like basic facts about you yes well thank you for having me i'm so excited to be here with you mary chestnut and um, so I am born and raised uh, in Chicago, currently living in Chicago. Um, I am currently in grad school. I'm getting my master's in social work. Um, and yeah, and I do that. And then I'm also, um, also have the honor to, I watch my little cousin every day. So I kind of nanny slash babysit. Um, and I do that about like three times a week. She's two. So, and I love the, oh. I'm a Grays fan. So, you know, I'm loving the Christina and Meredith analogy there. I got you. See, I know you. <laughs> I can't give you a friends analogy, but I can give you a Grays analogy. See? It's okay. We'll work on the friends Something analogy. I learned. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you already know that. No. Um, <laughs> so let's dive a little deeper. Um. The, the essence behind this podcast is to really have conversations about why people believe in God and really understand their story and their journey of how did they get to where they are, where did they come from to get to where they are now of having such a, a, a level of faith or, or assurance in who God is. And so let's really chat about why do you believe in God? What is your salvation story and really what does faith mean to you? So... I kind of grew up, I wouldn't say that I grew up in church or anything like that necessarily, but um, God and Christianity has kind of always been the foundation of my family. And I actually went to Catholic school my whole life, though, from the age of three to 17, I was in the Catholic faith. I wasn't um, a part of it, but I was around it, I should say. And Honestly, being around Catholicism all the time, it made me not want to believe in God. And I actually wanted to start practicing other religions. But at the same time, like, there was always something like on the inside of me that could not deny Jesus. It was like I wanted to practice like the 
like Buddhism and all of the different like practices and stuff that they did to like reach that enlightenment stage that they talk about. But I was like, but there was just like something anywhere. It's like, but I can't deny Jesus. So like, I've always believed in Jesus. And I would say like what made me be intrigued or really want to seek after God in the first place was I was in high school and I was kind of in this um, moment where I had this moment and I didn't know it was God at the time, but I was about to like commit suicide. Like I was right there. I was ready to do that. And I heard this voice like in my head saying that everything is going to be okay. And I just kind of like broke down. Of course, I didn't know it was God at the time, but I remember like after that moment, like I had just ended up being around people who were um, actively seeking um, their faith. And what really like drew me to God was all of the people that I met were the same people that I knew who I went through some of like the most traumatic and difficult things and honestly worse than what I was going through. And, but they still had this joy and just this, um, I don't know, it was just like their spirit, I, you were just so drawn to their spirit. And I wanted to know what that was or why they were able to be that way. And um, so I was in college doing things that weren't the smartest, of course. And, <laughs> and like everybody has that, that, that right. <laughs> and so, um, and so I remember like praying to God and just asking him, like, or really telling him consistently, I don't want to wait until I hit rock bottom in order to seek you. So it was like something in me that knew I was going to do it anyway, but I didn't want to wait until like the lowest point um, in order to do that. And so one day, like I literally went into a cl my closet um, in my apartment and I had a journal and I had a Bible and I think it was like, King James, okay? So had no idea what I was reading. I had to get a new one. <laughs> okay. And um and I just started praying and reading from Genesis because I didn't really know much. And um and yeah, and then it was like after that first day, I was just like, Oh my god, why haven't I been doing this my whole life? Like this is great. So you hear people often say like, oh, I, I really accepted God in the church service or at, at vacation Bible school. Like that was my story. Like it was in the, the arena at Passion. Like it was in these big right. high <laughs> moments in all of these crowds of where they had that I accept Jesus moment. But like your story shows us that like God can truly meet you anywhere. It doesn't have to be in at service on Sunday it could be on Tuesday in your closet it could be in your car like God it truly shows the omnipresence of who God is and how God wants when God when you're ready to say yes to having a relationship with God and truly mean it like God truly does rush in um to save you and to be with you um in the way that like figuratively they say but it's a very factual evident proof in your life mm -hmm even just your journey of like oh I don't I think I'm going to explore other religions <laughs> yeah like, that's a very real thing people yeah. people have those seasons um just off of in, intentional or unintentional actions from other people um can truly turn 
people away or or even give them the idea or the inkling to want to explore other religions that I think that's a, such an interesting point that you made in your story um that I am so honored that you shared on this platform um but something that I'm interested to see is or to understand so from from the moment that you said yes in your closet to now like how has that journey been um what what is what are some of the things that you've gotten involved in like what do you how did you deepen that faith to get to where you are now oh okay um I think the the first thing that like deepened my faith was becoming celibate mm. um because it took me away from a cycle and almost like an addition that I had in order to like fully like see God and I wasn't as distracted with a person that I knew was toxic for me and I think like what really helped me deepen my faith was honestly getting out of situations that weren't good for me because I would be so the the guy or whoever I was sleeping with at the time was a Christian was a believer but he was like I'm not kidding like we would have sex and then feel bad about it and then read the bible and so it was like crazy right but it was like I I, I was already consistently every day reading the bible journaling praying talking to God like I was doing all of the quote-unquote like things but I was still in this like cycle that I knew wasn't good for me and so getting out of that really helped my faith and then also getting out of what was familiar to me. So thankfully, of course, how we met was through uh, the internship. But me moving to Tulsa for that year really, uh, really helped me like see God and to know God in other ways. And it was good for me to be around um, other believers who were more seasoned in their faith but also being around people who were, and I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but were um, seeking God the way that I wanted to seek him. Like I didn't want the, the quote unquote, like the black version of Jesus that can just pay all your bills, like can give you hope Mm -hmm. and it's going to get you all like hyped up and screaming and yelling but when you go home like you're still in the same hell that you've been in and you're just in those same cycles and I didn't want that and that was a big part of church that was unappealing to me um and so so faith to me now is it's just so many things and I think your faith truly just grows as you learn more about the character of God and the more experiences that you have with God in general. But um, faith is really just like what he was once says, but really just believing in what you cannot see. Mm-hmm. And um, like I've been through a lot of disappointments where I had been believing in God to do something in my life and it didn't happen or it didn't happen the way that I thought it would happen but I would get disappointed by it. But I think it's been like testing my faith to um, to see like, are you still gonna believe and trust God to do these things in your life, even though it seems as if 
nothing around you is pointing to that it's going to happen, but it's like you believing in it anyway. So, yeah, that's good. Um, something that you said that really stood out at the end when you kind of talked about the disappointment. Um, my question would be like, what practically did you do in those moments where like you were frustrated with God and things didn't look like how you thought it was going to look? What were those practical steps that you took to really um, stay, try to rebuild your faith or keep your faith alive in those moments? Um, so I would say, I, well, I'm going to go back to Tulsa real quick. And if I forget the question, please remind me. <laughs> but um, so when I was in Tulsa, after the internship was over, it was like right around the time the internship was about to end. Um, I was in a really, really, really bad place with, um, being depressed and being anxious and struggling with social anxiety and all of these things. And honestly, what happened that really helped me was I watched, well, I, I didn't watch it. I listened to this podcast, um, and it was about Mia Fields sharing her story about how she met her husband like that whole journey of of that and um and basically what she what I got out of it like initially was to not settle and to actually believe that God is going to do all of the things he said he was going to do because I didn't believe that before and so after I watched that podcast it gave me a sense of hope and it's like if you don't if you don't have like any hope for something to happen in the future like you could easily just like perish and just give up because you have nothing to look forward to it's almost like what's the point if there is no hope that anything's going to happen in my life and so I feel like first my hope had to be restored and then what I did was I um I went to God and I said I think I've been faking a lot of stuff with you thus far and not like faking my love for you that I believe in or it was really that like I believe I didn't truly believe that his word was true because my actions were clearly showing that I did believe in what your word said or what you had showed me and what I did was I went to God and I said okay show me that your word is true I was just like prove it to me because right now I'm struggling and I don't know what to do I don't have the answers and I'm not gonna try to to seek other people to be God for me, I want you to do that because that's your job and I want to be intimate with you. And so really anxiety is like perpetual worry about the future and depression is kind of like perpetual worry about the past. And so you feel like you're in this constant struggle of not being able to stay in the present. And that's really like what I struggle with and probably like the root of most people like anxiety and depression. But regardless of what it is, it was like fear or guilt or shame, disappointment that I was really struggling with. So I would go and find scriptures in the word that spoke specifically to what I was dealing with. But I didn't just seek scriptures that were like feel good. I wanted to seek a scripture that also gave me like a remedy. So where it says, don't worry about anything. And people will quote that at you like, that's great, but okay. I'm not worrying, quote unquote, but what am I supposed to do? But if you read that scripture, it says, instead, do this. 
And then this will yeah. happen. So it was like, don't worry, do this instead. And then I promise that this will happen. And so like replacing, you had to replace the feelings with something else. Right. But I needed, but like you, like the initial question, I needed something practical. Like when I was scared of something and people will quote, well, God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I'm like, okay, that's great. And I knew the, that God didn't give me the fear. I knew God didn't give me the depression or the anxiety, but that didn't take away the real feelings of what I was dealing with right now. You're not giving me anything practical. So what I had to do, like, to kind of like wrap it up together, and it's kind of vague in a sense, but mm-hmm. I had to learn the character of God. Yeah. And That's once true. I learned the character of God, um, he reveals, and he will reveal himself to you. But it's like, if I had never been depressed, I wouldn't have known joy. If I didn't know anxiousness, I wouldn't have known peace. And so it was like in the midst of me working through it, and it's, and this is a daily thing that I still am going through right now. Um, God didn't just like magically like snap your finger, snap his fingers, and I was like healed from it. Because I think depression, anxiety is normal things of life. There's just varying degrees of it. Um, it's learning how to manage it. And God has been taking me like on this journey to manage uh my depressive state or my anxiousness my worry or whatever it is and so going to counseling reading his word journaling and another thing that's really hard to do that I was able to do in Tulsa um that's probably the hardest thing to do when you're depressed is to actually find people just to tell them what's wrong even if they don't necessarily give you the words to help you um like get out of it because it's not like I, they like helped me get out of it. It honestly just made me mad because they were saying the very things that I already <laughs> knew. And it's like the words weren't helpful, but it was the fact that I said it out loud to another human being, um, which is even scripture as well, confessing your sins to one another so that you may receive mm-hmm. healing. And so just the, the idea of confessing what I was actually going through, that right there, um, allowed me to kind of learn how to manage it and it was through the depression anxiety that God revealed himself to me more and more so yeah hopefully that answered the question oh definitely it answered the question um and there were two so I typically take notes on my phone as you're talking so that way I don't forget my points Mm -hmm. um and so I at one point you were talking about like you had to just get honest with God and there's this mm-hmm. this thought that like I was I was in a conversation with um some some friends and it was a, a, a young man said like he was just he was he didn't have that same level of intimacy with God of just how we're talking about like oh yeah God hey uh so this didn't happen how I thought it was gonna happen what is going on and it's like there's this uh, this fake illusion that you have to come to God perfect or like you have oh, to no. have this this grammar this eloquent speech or like how you hear the people pray on 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 YouTube and all of this stuff and it's like God no that ain't you he waiting on you right. to take off the lens and really have true relationship with him 
And like true, I, I was writing down like true intimacy with God doesn't begin until you get vulnerable. Like he already knows those right. deep, dark things that you're struggling with and he's not going to just save you from it. He wants to talk to you about it. And he wants to walk with you through it. And it's like, I think sometimes we are in cycles and seasons uh, of pain longer than what we have to be if we would just get honest with God so he can walk us through it on the other side. Um, right. And something else that you were saying right. was like, God, God had got, when, once you got vulnerable, God was able to walk with you through the depression and the anxiety. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we see God only with us in the high situation. God is in both the high and the low. He like, he created both right. sets of feelings. So why would he just allow you to have depression and not be like, and be like, all right, you go ahead over there. You deal with that. I'll see you when you come back. Like God loves us too much for to just leave right. us hanging like that. Um, and so like for anybody who who is struggling with seeing God in their current situation, like he is with you. He is fighting for you. He is fighting with you. Um, and and something that I, I really just was thinking about is as you were talking, it's like, I feel like when you're able to see God in those low moments, it makes it so much easier when you have the high moments. Like you're less likely to like just forget God was the one that blessed you when you get the new car because it's like, no, nah, God, God got me through them low moments. Right. I ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I actually like feel closer to God when I am in those low moments because I know I have to seek him but I think it's really easy to forget God when you finally get the blessing when you finally get the thing that you have been praying for it's like all right God thanks and then you keep moving yeah and it's like yeah I'm just gonna leave it at that so yeah I think I really find God more in those low moments than in the high like joyous moments and another thing that was like really big for me was worship and listening to music um and just like learning how to praise God in those low moments so I can literally be in the midst of an anxiety attack and I I can't physically talk or I literally just can't get words out but I'll put on music I'll put on worship music and the more I listen to it the more I start saying the words like of the song or just giving God praise and those sometimes like just those moments help me get out of the anxiety attack because it's so easy to praise God when everything is good and fine but how are you going to praise him when everything is going terribly wrong and not how you thought it would be and I was actually reading Job and the story of Job is just crazy in general but um literally in the first chapter and um right at the very end what was crazy was it's not like job lost everything like something happened this month or something happened two months later it says like as the person was telling job that something happened so it was like as he lost all of his sheep as like that the messenger was telling him that another messenger came and said oh your children are dead your house is burned out everything that you had is absolutely gone and the response that Job had was, um, the Lord blessed me with all of this, and the Lord took it all the way, took it all away, and he was he praised the name of the Lord. And then the very last line says, 
that um, Job did not sin by blaming God. And so it was like, instead of um, saying, well, God, like, why did you let all of this stuff happen to me? If you love me and all of this other stuff, then why am I going through this? And it's just, instead of asking like why you're going through this, just say, God, what are you trying to do through this? Or Mm-hmm. because I think like in the low moments that's when we really see God's character that's when we really see Jesus like we're going to know him more in our suffering we share with the glory of God in the midst of the suffering just look at what Jesus did to save us and um, I think there's so much power in learning to praise God and not to blame God um, <clears throat> when you're going through those low moments because I can attest to it because I would say like since I came to Christ I have honestly had a plethora of low moments compared to high ones like I can probably tell you the high ones really um and I've never felt closer to God um because of all of the low moments that I had but I was all able and willing um to praise him through and do it even when I was struggling to or even when it was hard to do it so that's super encouraging that like even in the low moments he's there and so and and those are like some of the most like most purest that's not even good grammar um but those are some of the purest moments that you have with him because like you're just I just need to be with you like it's not about the glitz and the glamour it's just like I just want to feel your presence in these moments And and I think that's such a reassuring place to like get to and be at and like really just sit in in those moments um Mm -hmm. and so I think my my question because you've had I think a lot of people talk about the the really glorious experiences of of following Christ I think uh but it's interesting to hear to see what your answer to this next question is going to be about what is your like favorite scripture like what's your grounding scripture even when everything else is moving around you like what is that what are that one scripture story in the bible or series of scriptures um a couple of people have shared multiple scriptures um that always keeps you rooted Mm -hmm. i mean like of course you have a lot but i think the one that i always go back to the most is um is psalm 103 and I actually found that uh, scripture when I was in Tulsa, when I was going through the whole thing, like I randomly turned to the page and God said, read this. And I read it and it literally like silenced every doubt or every lie that the enemy tried to tell me like about God. And it spoke to the opposite. And it's really like a scripture that starts off with um, David basically saying, let all that I am, praise the Lord, let all that I am. Uh, praise the Lord and may I never forget the good things that he's done for me and then it goes and it talks about the character of God but um, let me see Um, so basically it's saying um, uh, that he forgives all of my sins he doesn't partially with us as uh, we deserve he heals us he redeems us he crowns me with love he fills my life with good things he um he gives righteousness and justice. It like it, it it's revealing his character. 
um, over and over and over again. But I always had this idea um, just from like growing up um, and kind of like just like the way that I was raised to always be perfect and have it all together. And um, and just as I just always thought that God was mad at me anytime I messed up or I did something wrong. Yeah. And like, I knew that I was a sinner, but I was like, but God saved me, God redeemed me. So I'm, I'm not supposed to sin anymore. Like, I can't do this. I, like, and I just kept thinking that like, that's why God's, that, that's why God's not blessing me. That's why all of this stuff is going on in my life. It was because I was just this bad person. And even if I do mess up, because it's part of the human experience, um, one thing that this, um, that it says in the, in Psalms 103 is that he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. So he like, he forgets like our sins. So if you, if you did something literally within the next millisecond that you repent of it, he forgot it. It's gone. It's done. And also that um, he knows how weak we are. He knows that we came from only dust. It's like, God knows that he made us from dust and that we're not perfect and that we sin. And so it's like, God knows you're going to mess up and he factored all of that in. So, and something I'm also like learning now, and I always go back to that scripture is just like um, being honest and truthful like with where I am with my mistakes and with all of my flaws, but then saying afterwards, and that's okay. Like you made a mistake, you're not bad, you don't shame yourself for it, but you say, and that's okay. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with your flaws or your faults or the things that you are not. And that's okay because God gave us the Holy Spirit for a reason. So everything that you're not, the Holy Spirit can come in. He fills all of those spaces and all of those areas and he'll direct you in whatever else he's called you to. He's not going to call you to something or to do something that he just going to like leave you there. Like, when we say we have everything that we need to do what God called us to do, it's true. Not because that we're not because that we're enough or that we're worthy or that we're capable to do it, but it's because that He gave us the Holy Spirit. And another scripture that I um I keep um replaying in my head is it's somewhere in the New Testament, but it's saying like don't stifle <laughs> somewhere in there. But it's saying it, it. don't stifle. It's just don't stifle the Holy Spirit, which means like don't restrict him being able to move in your life the way that he was designed and created and desired to move within your life. Um, so, yeah, my so I think those are out there. That's First Thessalonians five nineteen. <laughs> yeah, Shout I wouldn't guess Google. that. Google, I need a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and, oh, I do have one more. So my favorite story in the Bible was kind of two, but it's, I don't know if it's, in, no, it's not in the same part. Um, but I also love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, and more so because it's like, they still firm in their faith, and then they still got thrown into the fire. It was like, I did good, I was faithful, I did Thing, mm -hmm. And I still got thrown into the fire, but I think the beauty of it is, is that a lot of people talk about the miracle happening when Jesus like showed up in the midst of them being in the furnace, but the miracle happened as was the miracle happened as they were getting thrown in because it says that like 
as they were getting thrown in, the people that were thrown in burned up. So the fact that they were even go and land into the fire, into the furnace, it shows that God was already there before he even showed up physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like another story to show that God is there throughout the entire journey, throughout the entire um, process of you going through whatever you're going through. And just because he seems <clears throat> more like alive or you're more aware of him in one way does not mean he wasn't there in the moment where he seems nowhere to be found. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's good right there. Um, so what, with all of the lessons that you've dropped about what God has taught you in past seasons, let's talk about more present day now. Like, what is God currently teaching you? Like, in the last, like, two weeks to a month. Let's be transparent about that. Like, what is something that God is currently, that you're studying, that he's teaching you as a lesson in your current life? Mm, This is hard. Um, I, it's really hard for me to, like, pinpoint exactly what God has been teaching me um it's just been it's like I know like the small you know how like God will like reveal to you small things but then like it finally comes together and like one picture right like I haven't gotten like the whole I don't know if I've gotten or if I'm completely understood like the whole overarching thing that he's trying to teach me but lately what God has been doing but he's been giving me these weird dreams, like, while I'm asleep. And so it usually, like, when God speaks to me, he'll either speak to me, like, in words while I'm journaling, he kind of just takes over the pen, or he'll give me, like, waking visions. Mm-hmm. But lately, he's been speaking to me in dreams. And I'm, I'm finally realizing after, like, two or three years, uh, that like when God speaks to me in dreams, like he, it's almost like he's warning me about something or it's like he's revealing like my true thoughts about something um, or really like just the fear I'm having. And God has been just showing me all of the different fears that I have and really how they're holding me back from so much. And I'm trying to think of like the two things that, but I know one thing that um, he's been teaching me that I fear that's like holding me back from a lot is my opinions of other people and how I don't always show up as myself because I'm scared of what other people may say. Um, And it's no more, but it's like totally slipping my mind right now. Um, But I think it's really what God is teaching me. Um, in a nutshell, it seems small, but it's huge, is to actually trust him. Mm. And not just trust him to do something, but to trust in who he is and his character. Because I feel like if you actually trust and believe and you are like firm in who God says that he is, then it doesn't matter what comes before you that's your anger it's just like I know this is happening but 
my God is this and he said this, so I'm going to trust and I'm going to believe in this. Um, and it's, it makes it even that much harder to trust him after you've experienced like a disappointment. Um, and also, I think like more than just believing it'll do something, like I was saying, but I think it's more so believing in um, that he knew what he was doing when he created me. Because mm-hmm. I'm very aware of all of my flaws and my faults. Well, she is. She is very aware. <laughs> I feel like I'm I don't very self aware. I'm a more self aware person. Yeah. I'm very self aware. With the problem and then talk for 20 minutes. And she's already processed and told you every possible thought process or solution. Absolutely. So then I'm left sitting there like, what am I supposed to say that because she's already said everything that I could have said right I'm like well I guess she's processed it (laughs) yeah sometimes I didn't just need to be talking I just said right in my mouth (laughs) um but I think like the hard part for me was that because I'm self because I am really self-aware um what was really hard is especially dealing with like the I think these are the things that really help or not help cause the uh, depression and anxiety and it's like helped me realize it is that I am very blunt and honest with myself about my my faults and my flaws but instead of taking them to God I started to wallow in everything that I wasn't Mm. and that like those insecurities or um, just like just thinking or believing that like I'm not good enough that I'm not worthy to do the things that you're called me that you called me to or to be around these certain people, um, or to just honestly do anything, like, and it's just like, how can I like put this in a way that it makes sense? It makes sense in my head, but I want it to make sense to other people. Um, it's honestly just, just honestly just reiterating like what I said before. It's really like trusting that God knew and mm-hmm. everything about you when He spoke to you about those specific things. Like God already knows. Like He created you. He made you. And I used to get mad at God saying, "Well, if you've called me to do this, then why didn't you like, for example, if you called me to." to speak to people why would you not why would you uh say that to a person who like struggles with social anxiety or a person who's an introvert or is shy and does not really have to be talking to people or all of this other all of this other stuff like why did you just make me um like be a person that was more like you know outgoing and, and stuff like that but that honestly would have been easier and I probably wouldn't have needed God as much if he created me that way and so it's yeah i mean that's the gist but so it's really learning yeah she took the line that i was going to say back to her and she just took it i was like oh she she has her own episodes she has her own rebuttals to her own point (laughs) i do i do i do um and so um it's really learning that God is truly like the potter and mm-hmm. I am the clay and yeah. you can really, he can do whatever. 
and I actually started doing pottery classes recently. And so yes. that scripture made so much more sense. Like, for example, I would make a bowl or whatever, like I'll be will throwing and there was nothing wrong. Like I could honestly use whatever I made. But I was like, but I don't want this. I don't want to use it. And so I would just toss it in like the recycled clay thing and somebody else would reuse it or repurpose it or whatever it may be. And God would really just speak to me like in those moments where it's just like, oh, I, I get what you're saying. Like where it's like, who are you to say that? Um, that why did you make me this way? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? But it's truly learning that like he knows what he's doing. He created everything that we see right now. Like the entire world, like the sun and the moon are still in existence or exactly where they're supposed to be. Um, and I actually heard this like not too long ago that like if the sun like moved like a mile forward or something like that, like that small distance, everything in existence would burn up because of the heat of it. And so the fact that God was like that intentional to put the sun in a specific place where he can give us sunlight every day um and not harm us or anything like that it really shows that God knows what he's doing and I've been learning to try to not be God in my own life into this illusion that we have that we're in control of things and we really don't have any control at all um it's just learning to it's like he's teaching me through my insecurities and through the fears and stuff that I have to just trust him where he's like, I know you don't know. I know you don't have it all together. I know you may you may actually not be enough to do the thing that he's called you to do, and that's okay. But God is the Holy Spirit is. So just sit, trust me, and be present and be exactly where I called you to be in this moment in this season. Don't worry about the future, anxiety, and don't consistently think about the past, the depression, and just learn to just like remain and just sit in me and in my presence and I promise you I will take you exactly where you need to go yeah. that was a good point but I think um I think there's a little bit something left as we as we wrap, start to wrap up your episode um what would be one of the biggest lessons that you've learned that you want to make sure that you leave with people you've dropped so many like small like take away moments in your stories and, and, and just lessons that you've learned as you're you're explaining your story and where God is taking you but like what would be the one overarching thing that you want to make sure if no one if someone didn't get anything else out of what you said today that you want to make sure that they they hear and really like take away from this conversation mm. honestly and the Holy Spirit got my tongue. But one thing, I think it's doing something scared. Just do it afraid. Do it when you don't know. Um, because everything that I've ever done that God has called me to do, where it was like stepping out of faith or whatever it was, I was scared and I was afraid to do it. And I've let, I've let, because that's the word, I've let um, fear hold me back. And that's probably the other thing that God was trying to teach me is just like, I'm just scared of everything. And I've let uh, fear paralyze me exactly like where I am right now. Um, 
but I think just learning to do things afraid, do things when you don't have all the answers, um, and truly just learn how to lean into God and into his presence. There's so much that happens um, just being in God's presence, and he reveals so much when you just honestly seek him. And it's not just doing things afraid, but obeying him. That's the key when you really don't know. And um, whew, there's just so much. I'm trying to, like, capture all of my thoughts. <laughs> and I think it's, like, do, like, the hard thing. And I'm honestly preaching to myself with this. But it's do the hard thing even when um, you know it's going to be a huge sacrifice or you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's real. It's like, and like, and this is another thing that God has been like teaching me lately is that like our time here on earth, and it's also in Psalm 103, is like a vapor. It's like, it's like a gust of wind it's so short and to really remember that if you um if you believe in Jesus Christ if you believe that Jesus is Lord and that um and that you are saved you believed in that Jesus was alive died and resurrected and is sitting at the right hand of the father like this life here on earth is temporary and this is not your permanent home and so something that I've been learning to do, and this is a process, and God really has to, like, work on you to um, to understand this. But remember that the things that you're doing on this earth is for an eternity. It's not for this earth. It's preparing you for the moment that you're going to be with the Father in heaven. Yeah. And so um, I think really just remembering and knowing that nothing and this is really what the scripture means in romans when it said uh for anything that we suffer right now it's nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us and it's not just like the stuff that we're suffering now is going to be good because he's going to give me that car he's going to give me that house he's going to do this but the glory that he, that's going to be revealed may not even happen on this earth and it probably won't happen on this earth that's probably yeah. what Paul is talking about but he was really talking about the glory that's going to be revealed when you are actually walking with the Father in heaven. And so really to just remember that, yeah, everything that's happening on this earth may suck right now, but this all it's all temporary. It doesn't last. Mm. And that's so the depression, the anxiety, yeah, it's just like whatever is going on on this earth, even the blessings that God has given you on this earth, it's absolutely nothing compared to what is going to happen in the future. And so just remembering the eternal sovereignty um, of God and just just remaining in his presence, like honestly, remaining in his presence and just truly seeking him like, with your whole heart, doing the hard things. If God called you to do something, obey him, do it scared and it, it really falls down to just trusting in God and learning his character, being intimate with him, and just truly just seeking God. I promise you it, it's worth it in the end. Well, you heard it here from Christian. 
Um, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for getting outside of your comfort zone and coming and joining me for an episode on this podcast. Uh, I, it is my prayer, it is our prayer that this conversation is um, able to bless at least one person. That's that's the win at the end of the day. Um, and so if people want to connect with you after, uh, what is a way that they can connect with you? Um, I guess Instagram. Uh, it's just my name, Christian Bulliner. Uh, same on Facebook, but most likely probably Instagram. Be the best way. Yeah. Okay, I I will link all of the things where links go. Y'all will find them. And that has been another episode of the Why I Believe podcast. Catch you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Why I Believe podcast. It is my heart and prayer that these episodes continue to just push you along in your journey of faith and becoming all that God has called and created you to be. In this episode, Christian really transparently shares about her journey and of embracing God in both the highs and the lows of, of life. And so it's, it's my prayer that this episode just truly encouraged you. So if it did, share this episode with a friend. Take a screenshot of your screen right now and share it on your social media and tag us on Instagram. We would love to continue to get these messages out to more people. And be sure if you have a story that you would love to share, let me know and I would love to feature you on a future episode of the podcast. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.